was the night before Christmas. I think that's how they say it. Good night with Gully. Christmas Eve edition. Tim, successful businessman, drives up and down the country, secures deals. Um, those types of deals are around insurance. He basically signs up small businesses um, for insurance claims. It's all above board. Um, it's it's more so with the uh, climate that we're living in now, where you know businesses that may suffer uh, due to lockdowns, this insurance will cover them for a larger payout than what the government will. So he he found a lot of loophole. Tim did, and uh, he's in his you know he's 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 in his um, he's in his mid forties, and um, he isn't. With his his other half anymore, his uh, his his wife is is moved on. However, she is she's not been the the best mother of the year. In fact, that's that's for sure. But neither has has Tim, Eliza, his 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 former flame, his former wife. They have a son called Simon. Simon is eleven years old. Simon's on the verge of of starting high school. Um, this is obviously this is all set in current day based on the fact that I mentioned lockdown. And Tim on this particular occasion is is driving home in his his lovely Mercedes. And um I was going to say A class, but I think the A class is the smaller version. Anyway, driving driving back in his luxury Mercedes. Snow is piling down. He's trying to get back to he's trying to get back to London. He's uh, he secured a deal in Sheffield. He's he's bombing it down the motorway, bombing it down the motorway, and he wants to see Simon. Now the backstory is that Tim has been more interested in the moolah and the money than watching his son grow up. Simon has has developed into a young man with with manners and someone who has morals and someone who's unlike Tim. He doesn't chase things that have empty empty values like money. He's formed relationships with people, he has a good friendship circle, and his mother Eliza is is, is not one to, to, to talk highly about. She is often out in dates with with a large succession of of men and she's nowhere to be seen. So Simon often has has to prepare his own meals and, you know, does his own homework and, you know, luckily he he's able to have after school. Uh, after school was tuition, which the school have provided free for him because they realised that in fact he's not getting the development he needs and the support he needs at home. So he has two parents, one that is no longer living with him, of course, is his father, Tim, who's out there trying to scrape up every last penny from the floor, even though he's got so much money. Driving his 60 grand car and he's in his, um, his 10 grand or money jacket. And he's got his fifteen grand Rolex watch, but inside he's empty. You know, he he doesn't have a relationship with his son. So anyway, this particular year is twenty twenty one Christmas. Things have eased up, but the world's still a bit crazy. But Tim has vowed to make it back uh, in time to get Simon his presents on Christmas Eve. Now he's driving through Sheffield and. You know, he he, he he comes through Birmingham and, you know, he's about to hit Milton Keynes. He's about to 
more or less hit his, his, his second last stop before he enters London. But he's he's on a he's on a lone road. He doesn't see any other cars. It's it's a very it's, it's, it's a lonely road, you know. And Tim is on his phone. He's trying to secure a deal, trying to secure another deal. And if he gets this through before seven o'clock on Christmas Eve, you know he's going to get a twenty percent extra bonus. He's on his phone. He looks up. Bang! He's hit a deer. But as he's hit a deer. He's veered off down a hill and his car has tumbled, it's tumbled, it's tumbled, it's went on its back, it's went back in its front. It's tumbled like a a custard cream falling down the edge of a cliff. It's in tatters. The smoke coming out the car. Simon's actually just texted him, his father, and said, looking forward to tonight, Dad. I'm home by myself. I've just put out the mince pies for Santa. Tim, Simon still believes in Santa just because he's not had the best of upbringings. Not just because of that, just he's living in La La Land. And um, Tim's car is just an absolute wreck. The smoke, smoke just puffing out of the the engine. And he blacks out, he blacks out. He's, he's got his phone in his hand still, but the last thing he remembers is he's, he's been carried off. And it's been heavily snowing as well, heavily snowing. You can, you can hear the branches. You know, you can hear the, the snapping of the branches. But here's little, little footsteps, little patterns of footsteps. And then he blacks out. He wakes up in this white room, and there's, there's candy. There's candy all over the place. And he's strapped to the bed. He says, hello, how long have I been out for? Somebody passed me my phone, I'm supposed to make it home with my son. And he hears this, these little footsteps. And he's looking about, he's on this big bed and he's trying to look, you know, he's lying down, he, he can't quite yank his neck up either because of the injury. And he says, Eddie, who's there? And a little voice says, Hello, sir. He's like, who's that? I can't see you. He goes, just, you know, just look down here. And he likes that. He goes, oh my goodness, what are you? Are you a child? He goes, I'm an elf. My name's Theodore. You've ended up in Santa's factory for the UK. And Tim's like, this is some sick joke. You've got to let me out. I'm trying to see my son. Give me the phone. I need to call the police. My car's a wreck. He goes, sir, you've been out for the good part of 30 days and he goes oh that's nonsense and he goes we've been charging your phone have a look at it and he shows Tim the phone he goes what so it's the 24th of January so but you could have changed the date he goes that's an automatic setting on that phone and he goes still don't believe us let me put on the TV and he puts it on Sky News 24th of January 2021 there's mutant reptiles that are roaming the streets of London. And he looks at the date, not even even shocked at the fact that there's mutant reptiles roaming about London. And he sees the date and it says January 24, 2021. And he goes, oh no, I've missed my, it's my, it's my kid's Christmas, oh no. 
And he goes, look, we've handled everything. We've let your family know that you're okay, you're safe. You're just in a in a hospital. They've asked to see you, but we've just said we're at, you're in rehab and you're not really due for visitors. And to be honest, no one really cared, Tim. Your clients, not your family, maybe your son a little bit, but he seems a bit despondent with you. And he goes, look, this is some sick joke. And what about these mutant reptiles that are roaming about London? He goes, yeah, well, that's a problem. He goes, why are you so small? I'm an elf. And he goes, let me up. And he's feeling quite weak, but they, they take these belts off his body. They've strapped him in, like he's in some mental asylum. And he he gets off and he goes, like, you're no elf. He goes, look at those stupid ears. And he yanks the elf's ear, Theodore. And Theodore goes, ah, oh, that's my ear. And he goes, wait, wait a minute, those are real. And he looks about and as you can see, there's a factory. There's a conveyor belt. There's, there's about three, four hundred elves all wearing like stripy socks and, you know, wee green and red suits and wee orange buttons. And he goes, who are you guys? And he goes, we are the, we are the EE, not the AA, Elf Evacuation. So on the night that you crashed, he goes, I remember it, there was a deer in the road. He goes, Tim, that wasn't a deer. That was a reptile. A reptile that's become a strain of the coronavirus. It was a government uh, government cover-up. I don't know if you know a guy called David Icke. He goes, I have watched a few videos. He goes, what do you mean? How do you know about David Icke? He goes, he talks about the reptilian royal family. Apparently it's all came to fruition now. He goes, oh my God, what about my family? Don't worry, everyone's okay. London's been locked off. Basically, everyone's in their house and the army are trying to take care of these reptiles. But let's get back to the point here. You've got a mission and we will let you go. He goes, let you go. I'll smash your face into ten pieces, you wee bam. He goes, I don't think you want to do that. And he goes, watch me. He goes, ah! And he gets tasered. He goes, what is that? He goes, we have got electrodes connected to your body so if you try to escape if you try to commit any form of violence you'll be dealt with he goes what are you sick freaks he goes listen point is you're going to work for us we know your story tim we know that you have neglected your son you've not given him the time you might have given him the money but at the end of the day time is a commodity we can never get it back what do you want with me you will work in the factory alongside us. You'll prepare rocking horses. You'll prepare other toys, conventional Christmas toys, which Santa will deliver Christmas 2021. You're joking, you're joking me, you're joking me. What is this? This is some freak show. And he goes, Tim, we are very much real. And if you do try to escape, there's nowhere for you to go. He goes, I'll step outside there. He goes, where are we? We're in Milton Keynes Retail Park. But we're under a big snow dome. Basically, when the mutant reptiles hit, everyone scrambled. Everyone headed for London, making a mistake, not realising that the reptiles were heading for the nation's capital. That's why... Look, there's a lot we can cover here, but the point is, you need to stay here and, and make toys with us. And he goes, what's the point? He goes, look, the army are coming... They're going to sort out these reptiles, but when they clear the roads, which is going to be near Christmas 2021, 
Santa's got the A-OK to hit London and deliver presents, and that's going to be his first stop. And he goes, what's that creak noise? He goes, it's our little feet. He goes, we hold a lot of weight. We've got a lot of weight in our legs. We've got chubby legs, and that's why you can hear that creaking. But anyway, point is, you're either in or you're in. He goes, what about my son? He goes, we've contacted him. He knows about it. He knows the programme you're under. This is almost like a rehabilitation programme. He goes, I'm going to try and escape. He goes, we'll let you. Go and see what's out there. Johnny boy, he says to one of the um, the elves who's at the door. He goes, let him out. Give him a pass and let him out. And Tim just grabs his phone. He goes, give me that, you little chump. And he reaches for the door. And it's one of those doors that says push, push to open. And all this this wind comes in the door. It's all this smoke. It's like, a, it's like, it's like Buddy the Antarctic out there. And he goes, I'll see you chumps later. He goes, I need my shoes. He goes, here's some elf shoes. And he, he, and he sees a tunnel. And he tries to get in the tunnel. And he's trying to scramble his way because the tunnel points to London. And he just says to himself, I can't fit in there. I can't. And he goes back and he goes, look, I don't know what this is. It's some sick story. The guys are like, no, mate, it's reality. For fathers, for parents that don't look after their children, they end up here. And it was all meant to be this way. Now, we can either get cracking and you can help yourself to get to senior son as well as making some toys and helping the children along the way. Months pass, months go on and, you know, Tim's checking the TV, these mutant reptiles are scaling the buildings of London, the Shard and... You know, nobody's able to go. It's just a fight between the army and the police and these and these reptiles. You know, these, these reptiles can scale any size of wall, and and the more the the mutate, the baby ones come as well. But um, the government have, have, have found a solution, basically, by leaving sugary treats out in the streets and filling them with zinc and vitamin C. Once these mutants eat them. They 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 can bust. They blow up. So anyway, whilst they they they're sorting out this problem and they're dealing with it and they're getting ever so close to becoming a normal UK a normal London again. Tim's spent spent months at this elf workshop. He doesn't speak doesn't speak to anyone. And uh, he says to Theodore, "Look, it's November. You know, I've been working here, and I've got to say one thing." He goes, "You know what? I've enjoyed it because I've been able to keep my head down and." You know, I'm able to communicate via my son, via text messaging, and I do appreciate that, but I just want to know that you're going to let me go. And they're like, aye, but, you know, there's a reason why we don't have mirrors in here. Why, because you're so damn ugly? Aye, maybe, but maybe you want to check yourself in as well. And he goes, what, you don't have any mirrors? What do you mean, check myself in? I can't even see myself. And he goes, look, we call it bringing people back down to earth programme. People that think they're above things, they don't have to pay for meals, they can ask for free hotel ventures. People have to come here and realise that the world doesn't owe you a living. And I know you make your own money, but also, you should be giving time to your son, and you've not been doing that. As I said, time's a commodity, we'll never get it back. He goes, I've heard all that, because you're going to get a wee shock in the mirror. Ralph, he says to one of the elves, 
pull the mirror out and a magic mirror appears for a wall and he says to Tim, you can open your eyes now. And Tim's the same size as the elves. Oh my God. I used to be six foot. Women used to flock to me. Now I'm four, four one. You're three nine, mate. Four at a push, if you're wearing high heels. He goes, just let me go, please. He goes, we're going to do the Christmas run. Then we're going to drop you off at your house. And you're going to see your son and it's all going to be fine. He goes, it's not going to be fine. He's not going to recognise me. He goes, look, you've still got the same face. Your heart's changed. Oh, that's the thing. Your heart has changed. Your heart's in the right place. Comes to Christmas Eve. He's in Santa's um, sleigh. All the other elves wave him off. He goes, mate, hope you've learned one or two things here, but if you want to tell your pals about this place, let them know, but end of the day you don't want to end up back here sort your mistakes out now look after your son give him the life he deserves he's in he's in Santa's sleigh and Santa goes mate do you just want off here what's your postcode he goes it's E16 and he goes mate I, I can't fly down there there's still a couple of mutants uh, he goes I thought you sorted that out he goes no no um, you can't get to the sleigh but if I fly low uh, I'm picked up by air radars that the uh, aviation systems are using. So he goes, I'm going to let you off here. Santa's like in the 70s, man. He's still, he's still a good guy, but he's obviously high risk. So he goes, mate, what, I've got you a very special parachute. Um, it's actually transparent, so when you float down, nobody's going to be able to see you. And he lets him float down and he goes, Santa, can't believe I've met you. He goes, aye, aye. He goes, mate, it's not what it's cracked up to be. We're working all year, but End of the day, you know what I mean? Somebody's got to do it. And he goes, what happens when you die? He goes, somebody else steps in. You know? That's it. That's all you can do. You can, all you can do is give back in this world, mate. Keep your heart pure. You go, off you go. Trap door falls through the sleigh. And he goes, ah! And he lands at the door. And he looks at himself and he brushes himself off. Makes a safe landing. Chaps the door. Simon answers it, and he's in by himself. No car in the driveway. Mum's probably getting boozed up. And Simon goes, Hey, uh, we're okay for uh, Christmas carols. And he goes, Dad? He goes, I son, it's me. He goes, what happened? He explains his story to him, lets him in. Gives him a wee mince pie, you know. Gives him a mushroom wellington because he's went vegan. And Simon says, I've missed it in so many years, I haven't had a dad. I've, I've been a, I've, I could become a Premier League footballer for MK Dons, but the manager says that I'm too selfish, I'm too greedy, I've not learned how to, how to work with others because I've not had those relationships growing up. And that makes me sick. He's 12 years old, obviously, Simon, at this point. And Tim says to him, well, I'm going to be there for you now, son. Because Simon says, they're all just words, Dad. I can't believe I'm calling you Dad. I'm going to call you Tim. He says to him, I bet you after this Christmas period is over, you're going to call me Dad. And he goes, you will. Simon says, you can start with coming to my game on Boxing Day. Sam, it's your stuff, but... He goes, no, I'll be there. 
It's a game, it's a football game. And Simon's playing. And they've decided to give Simon a strike partner for this game. His wee pal Colin. They're 4-1 down, it's half time. Dad's in the stand, Tim. But he's kind of, he's put a blanket over him so no one can see him. So obviously he doesn't want the town to know that he's back yet. He's put, he's put, he's put his Armani jacket on. It used to be, stood at like six and a half foot. Because obviously that's what he was. And he's used that to, to be a bit of a blanket for himself. And he says to himself, I've got to make an impact in my son's life. Back to the touchline. They're 4-1 down. Collins has been stretched off. There's no other strikers. The manager looks at me and goes, Simon, the problem with you is you've never had relationships growing up. I don't know if I can rely on you to bring, bring this back for us. This is the last game before we go into the winter break. If we get the result we need, if we get the win, or even a draw, we are heading in top of the table. He goes, oh, let me do my thing. He goes, no, I'm going to take you off. I don't have another strike partner for you, so I'm going to set up a midfield. Big midfield, six midfielders. And I've got four at the back. And a keeper, obviously. He goes, no, this is my chance. He goes, we don't have another striker. Who do you suggest? He goes, I don't know. Daddy Tim hears it. He runs down. He goes, sir, I can play. He goes, who are you? He goes, my name's... My name's Paul. Paul Theodore. Aye, and what, what happened to you? You look like you aged about 20 years. He goes, I've never seen you in the school. He goes, aye, I've just moved here. you got a, a pretty deep voice, you do. And you start shaving at 12? He goes, no, that's just muck on my face. Oh, I'll see what you can do. Right, Simon. You're up front with Paul Theodore. He goes, are you even registered to play in the league? He goes, I'm registered, I, I've got the paperwork. And he just uses some lingo for his business world. Game cracks on. Simon looks at me and goes, Dad, you better not mess this up, please. And he goes, listen, son, I'm going to date for you. I'm going to date for us. For the family. For the Simpson family. Second half kicks off. Simon's got the ball. Plays a through pass, Tim's on side, rounds the keeper 4-2. Free kick time, Simon steps up. Tim says, look son, I've never believed in you more than now. Top corner, Beckham style against Greece in 2001. 4-3. Last minute of the game, Simon whips a corner and Tim gets his head on it. Boom, 4-4. Just one minute to go. Simon's through on goal, he gets brought down. Ah, ah. Penalty, penalty, ref blows the whistle. He goes, Simon, he goes, I'm going to take this, I'm going to take this. He goes, look, you need to be stretched off, son. Tim steps up. And all the other wee kids, all the other 12-year-olds are looking at this 40-year-old guy thinking, he moves, he moves so well, he knows the game so well, but what's, what's this, what, what is it? And the kids look at him and goes, Sir, sir, that's a man. That's a man. But he's still got the electrodes in him for when the the elves were looking after him. But the elves also 
put a face configuration program in it. And the referee comes up, he goes, what's all this? He goes, take off that hoodie. Because Tim's been wearing a hoodie all game. He goes, I want to see that face. And word gets back to the elf factory in Milton Keynes. And they're like, charge up the face, charge up the face, give him, give him Justin Bieber, 2000 and, 2009. And they give him that face. And just before the referee can whip his hood down, he goes, oh my God. You look like the guy, the type of guy that would sing a song called Yummy. Or Boyfriend. Or Baby. Because that's damn right, referee. Places the ball down in the spot. Somebody's playing sorry, Justin Bieber, for the touchline. Because this is our anthem, come on, boys. Tim steps up, takes a breath. Looks at his Armani watch. Shines it right into the winter sun. Pings the light directly into the keeper's face. Keeper can he see. Tim hits it. 5-4, ah! Oh, the team, come on. Tim's the hero, but he looks at Simon. They've all, everyone's got Tim up on their shoulders. They're parading him. But he said, son, that's what I showed you. Because that Christmas Eve when I was driving home for Christmas, driving home for Christmas, my life changed. I've got a lot to fill you in on. But from here on in, you're my buddy.